Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. And this week, we are breaking down one of the most anticipated films that... um, I think this is probably the most anticipated film of my entire life. Maybe aside, Force Awakens. Um, I was was super stoked about Force Awakens, but just from how good that was, I was really, really looking forward to The Last Jedi. Um, So... Yeah, we're we're talking about the Last Jedi here. We both are pretty fresh off of it. Saw it last night, and uh, yeah, I think we're pretty much gonna just break it down, scene by scene here. So break it down, baby. Yeah, and uh, we're just gonna say this is gonna be pretty heavy spoilers. We're both gonna do a quick, quick uh, general thoughts discussion here, and then um, and then we'll probably break into spoilers pretty immediately because um, I don't I don't think you should even listen to this if you haven't seen it. You know, just go see the movie if you if you're gonna go see it, go see it. Don't listen to anything beforehand yeah you know uh because with this movie spoilers are everything like star wars is such a different beast of its own you know these movies come out and you just don't want to hear a thing like i i had a buddy text me this morning and he said had did you see it yet and i took that as in he saw it and so i was kind of an idiot and i texted back kind of some of my thoughts about it and then I realized he hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. You know? and yeah. It's just like, so, yeah, let's try to keep it spoiler free at the beginning. But, yeah, if you haven't seen it, just go see the movie. Because you don't, then, you know, you don't even want to yeah. hear whether people really loved it or whether people hated it or whatever. You know, it's just that's like, the thing. You'd rather like, just go into it having a blank slate, because I think that that has a lot to do with things when people when people hear that, oh, it's, it's going to be amazing. And so then you have like these super yeah. high expectations going in. Um, but let's get let's get into it. So um, uh, general Woo. thoughts. Be warned if you don't even want to know how I feel about it. Stop listening. Um, but I think. I think that this movie was not at all what I was expecting, and I think that Ryan Johnson took this took the um, the middle movie in a different direction um, than I had anticipated, and a lot of it, and even the feel of the movie, kind of threw me off for a while. And it took me it took me a long time to kind of get adjusted to it. Um, I will say that there were there were parts of this movie that I absolutely loved. There was a lot of things in this that I just thought were amazing and awesome. Um, but there were a lot of things in this movie that I really didn't like as well. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of the fence here where, uh, I think that there's a different version of this movie that would exist that I would absolutely, um, adore, but there's just, there's just simply so much involved here that, um, I'm just not entirely sure about how I feel about it right now. And, uh, I'm probably going to go again sometime soon in the next weekend, just to, just to get a, get a bearing on, on what my own thoughts are but um initially i walked out of the theater feeling um pretty jacked and pretty excited um but i uh i had also um had quite a quite uh a lot of apprehension during the during the movie about a great many things so so, anyway uh yeah what'd you think about it Diggs? how'd you how'd you feel about this movie uh, well, we've already had kind of a conversation about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did. We already so, talked a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, I sent you a text last night that kind of, uh, well, 
I described it to David last night as uh, after right after I saw the movie as if I I lost a loved one or something. I was pretty emotional after this movie. Um, general thoughts. I went into it like we kind of just discussed with a blank slate. I had no idea what the reviews were saying. Uh, I stopped watching the trailers after that second one was released. And so, I mean, this was the most anticipated movie of my life. I even wrote like a paragraph long Facebook status yesterday morning and was like crying while I was typing it. Um, But I I was really excited for this movie. And, you know, in the first little bit of it, I was I was trying to hang on. Um, I really was. And throughout the entire movie, I kept going, okay, this might, I mean, I I was just expecting something insane to happen to just completely change my mind on it. And, uh, it kind of just kept getting, things just kept happening through it that kept bugging me and, and it just kept bugging me more and more and more things just kept happening that I was like, Oh, I can't believe he did that. Oh, I can't believe he did that. And so I really, I kind of just lost it. Probably towards the end, I was just, uh, I, I got a little frustrated with the movie and I'm very, I'm just confused about it. That's kind of where I'm at as a star Wars fan. Um, I've, I've already read some reviews now and there's definitely a side of the spectrum that feels the same way I do. Um, but then there's a complete opposite side of the spectrum that really loved this movie, like really loved this movie. And, uh, I think that's the most, that's the most confusing part to me right now is trying to analyze what, then what did people like so much? And, you know, kind of also analyzing myself of like, well, then why did I feel the way that I did? Um, and so yeah, general thoughts was right after the movie, I was, I was heartbroken. I was extremely disappointed. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just a star Wars is my life. So I feel like I take a different, you know, I might have a different, uh, relationship with this film than most people might. I was, Mm -hmm. I was expecting something different and maybe I got a little mad because it was not even close (laughs) to what I was expecting. So, yeah. And I think that I, and I don't want to speak, um, say that this is like the experience that you're going through, but I think that there are a lot of those people that are like really hating on this movie that, um, it's simply, yeah, this movie did not go in the direction that any of us thought. And I think a lot of people are really having a difficult time, like grabbing a hold of the storyline and where it went and where the characters went. And they just, they can't handle it. Like they can't handle how this storyline went because it's not what they expected. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't like where the storyline went. Um, I personally, at least one of the storylines, I really enjoyed where it went. Um, but we'll dig into that more like, you know, specifically later yeah. and what oh, yeah, we definitely. actually liked yeah. about it. Um, but I think, I think that with a movie like this, it is so divisive because there are a lot of preconceived notions and expectations for what this movie was going to be. And it wasn't what we expected. There was a lot of, it was just a way different movie than a lot of us expected. Um, and so it's one of those things where you kind of have to, about you know, like 30 minutes into the movie, you either have to like grab hold and be like, this is where we're going or you're not going to have a good time. Okay, This is what it is or not. Because, uh, I think for me in this movie, I'm, I'm trying to stay spoiler free and stuff. Um, 
it wasn't so much that it it wasn't so much that it was like a bad Star Wars movie. Midway through, I just realized to me it was just like a bad movie because of all the slapstick humor in it, like all the little cheesy lines throughout this thing butchered it for me. Yeah, I, and I had a really hard time getting past it. I was just like, "Oh man, come on!" I, I agree, <laughs> you know? man. There was there was a lot of cheeseball humor and a lot a lot of the humor and a lot of the dialogue was a big swing and a miss for me. Um, I don't know exactly. I, I mean, and we don't need to go into like all the specifics of production about this because you know what? Yeah, we've talked about that so much at length already um, on this podcast. I know, yeah. So let's we're gonna get into the movie, but um, yeah, I think that a lot of this stuff was a swing and a miss. Um, but if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, stop listening because we're gonna start spoiling stuff immediately, starting now. Um, stop so listening let's get into now. It. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm literally getting into it. <laughs> it's like a parent getting mad at their kids. <laughs> right now. Absolutely. Okay, geez. I can't Guy believe that Obi-Wan died on. at the end. That was just so oh, strange. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jar Jar was a Sith. Who knew it? You know? <laughs> um, here's, here's one thing that even before we get into it, um, I just want to say something that I did love about this movie is all the people and they're freaking, oh, Snoke is this. And, oh, I think that Ray is part of this lineage. So, like, all those theories, I am so glad that they just got slapped in the face and just, like... Hey, that's that that's is That is one of my story. favorite things. Like, the reveal about Ray, we don't even have to say what happens, but the reveal about Ray, I was like... Yes, I'm so glad that that's what they did. And I called that. I said that on a podcast earlier. You know, I was like, I don't think she's from anything. I don't think she is anybody. I think that she's just a new character that, yeah. I'm no one. Exactly. She is no one. And that was one of my that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, but let's let's start from the beginning here. Um, what do you think of the scroll? I thought that I thought it was a pretty good scroll. I didn't have any, any you qualms know, with I, it. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty good scroll. My only, my only problem with it was when one of the sentences started with the word "but." I thought the exact same thing, man. I was like, "That's don't start something." With Can but. you get away with it? I mean, I, mean I, I honestly, I didn't study grammar and English in college, so I don't know. Can you do that though? No. Can you? No. Well, I don't think so. so I mean, I would, I would never do that. I would never start a <laughs> sentence with the word "but." I don't know if so, yeah, I don't know that if grammatically that, like, yeah. that is possible to be correct, but I don't. Think and you it know, is. we we pick this thing apart because we're so meticulous with Star Wars. Yeah, but like you know, that's like a tiny little blip of a thought that flashed through my mind last night. But now, you know, thinking about it, you know, after the movie or after the fact, I kind of look back at it and I'm like, oh, that's funny. You know, yeah, it yeah. starts even there. Like it starts in the crawl. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's a big thing. And this kind of happened in The Force Awakens with me, but they they moved it. They kind of went in a different direction, which made it it felt better to me. Um, when Oscar Isaac says, um, who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Yeah. My initial thought in The Force Awakens was like, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I love that. Um, but then upon yeah. getting to know that character, when I watch that movie again, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's funny. That's I like. And that. that was such that was such a quick dialogue. Yeah. In the Force Awakens. It was so quick that all of a sudden you're past it, and Kylo Ren is doing something, and and Kylo Ren is amazing. You know, and Kylo Ren's amazing, and you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah. You get past that, but in this one, man, that General Hux dialogue that he had with him, like. Holding for General Hux, that went on for way too way long. Way too long, man. That was I didn't like that bit to begin with, and I didn't I didn't like how long they drew it out. And General Hux was just kind of weird. 
Let's agree. Like he, he yeah. was a little weird in that scene. I wasn't, wasn't huge, I wasn't huge was on General Hux throughout the entire movie, man. Like, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, he wasn't what he was in Force Awakens. No, like, no. I think that, yeah. Fire the ventral well, cannons or whatever, you know, whatever he says. Like, there's a few lines in Force Awakens that I saw him and I was like, ooh. And that speech he delivers near the end. Yeah. You're just like, dang, man. But this one, all of a sudden, he's just kind of like a quippy, young, jealous of Kylo Ren guy that's just, you know, a brown nose or butt kisser. <laughs> baby butt like, kisser. Um, baby brown nose baby butt kisser. <laughs> that's from uh, that's yeah. Dennis the Menace. Um oh, okay. but uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I th- I th- I think I think I like the like the power dynamic between the two. Um because they kind of played that up in the force awakens, but I just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't level out for me that well in this one. Um, but the whole first battle that was in this movie was pretty awesome. I really liked it was that space sick. battle. Poe Dameron. Yeah. Poe Dameron was pretty sweet. Um, really liked the bomber idea. It felt very world war two ish. It felt like it was straight out of like lonesome dove or something. Um, oh, definitely. But- yeah, yeah, like a World War II bomber movie or something like that. So I really liked how they – I felt like they paid homage to like old war movies a couple times in this movie. We'll get into one later too. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah I, and trenches I, and stuff. Yeah, I really liked that scene and I thought the the girl sacrificing herself – there was a couple self-sacrifices in this movie that I thought were really cool. Um, so I definitely enjoyed that and the way they took out that dreadnought or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed that entire opening space battle. I – even though the Poe Dameron thing at the very beginning like really threw me off. Um, I was really enjoying myself throughout that. I, I would agree. I, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, a pretty cool battle. Also getting the, I mean, right when you first start watching this thing, you know that Poe Dameron has a bigger role maybe in this movie. So you're watching him and you're like, nice. And his action is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing one thing I kind of had a problem with that I ended up having a problem with throughout the entire film um, was the giant star destroyer machine things that they have in this thing. How they have like Snoke's ship that is just huge. They have the dreadnought. Then at the end, they have that huge like drill monster thing. It felt like it was out of a cartoon, all of it. And I it just didn't I didn't find any of it realistic whatsoever. I was like, man, where did these come from? You know, uh, it, 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 this takes place pretty much immediately after force awakens. And all of a sudden they have all this technology that we didn't see in force awakens. And, uh, I don't know that all that kind of threw me off. What do you think about all that stuff? Um, I mean, I don't think that necessarily like Snoke's ship threw me off or anything. I didn't really like the big drill at the end. I wasn't. I wasn't like completely on board with that. Um, but what did it remind you of? It reminded me of Avatar: Last Airbender, the second season. Yeah, yeah trying Attack to break into Omashu or whatever. Omashu, um, yeah. Um, but yeah. what was I? Um, and you know, in Empire Strikes Back, Vader's ship is way bigger than any of the Star Destroyers um, that have that have appeared before, um, and they make they do well to illustrate that point by casting the shadow on them as they go over. And so that didn't necessarily bug me because it's like, it is the the main guy's ship. So it's obviously going to be huge. Um, so I liked that. I was a little thrown off, I guess at like the extent of the, the first order's power, because I was kind of like, didn't seem like they were, I don't know. It, 
it just felt like the the resistance was in a way worse spot in this movie and like all of a sudden too and it's like didn't seem like they were that bad in the last one didn't seem like they had... yeah 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 i don't i i, I mean I don't know. That's it's tough to argue that because I don't really know. But um, yeah, it, it definitely like set them up for failure way early, and I was like, "Geez, I didn't know we were I that know. bad." You guys situation. are really suffering this bad. You only have four hundred people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and galaxy. I, and I, I just don't think that that seems very realistic either. You know, no. If you're talking about, you know, that's one of the things in in uh, Star Wars is that you try to get a you try to get a feel for the population and uh, you know the scope of this conflict. And so, even though the Rebel Alliance um, in Episode Five and Six, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it seems like it's just a couple of hundred guys or something. You get the you get the feel that this is a huge conflict and there are thousands yeah but this is like thousands 30, of people 000, involved 40,000 people yeah and yeah. obviously millions and billions of people across yeah. the galaxy but you know yeah. when they said the re- you know the resistance has got like 400 people left it's like well geez obviously how are they gonna even well what compete? are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. you know you got no chance then like what are you doing yeah no you have one cool pilot uh yeah yeah so yeah. i think that yeah let's move on pat yeah where, where are we yeah i just i just think that that i think that there was some oversight on that where it's like I, that just doesn't seem believable to me um it just seems like it kind of squeezed its way into the script yeah yeah but so moving moving away from that um you you then get into uh ray and luke in their first meeting taking uh taking place directly after the events of episode seven um and you expressed that you really didn't like the throwing behind of the lightsaber um yeah go go ahead you just just say how you felt about that because because i'm gonna i'm i didn't necessarily hate it so um like I understand they went the with the old grumpy guy look for Luke Skywalker and feel to him. But now every single time I watch Force Awakens, that scene at the end where she's handing him, she's passing the baton to Luke Skywalker and saying, you know, here, I mean that that scene is so emotional for me. John Williams music, the Jedi Steps, I think it's called. Um it's such a powerful scene for me. And now knowing that not 10 seconds after that scene, he does a little cheesy joke and throws the lightsaber behind him and walks away and storms away. Uh, it ruins it. It ruins that for me. It ruins that feeling that I get. And uh, it was really disappointing. I wanted something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Even if he does something like that afterwards, if he just takes the lightsaber, looks at it and then storms away, you're like, okay, cool. But like a little joke where he throws it behind his back and then just kind of storms off like a little clown. It's like, oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. I'm so thrown off. Just like, what? Are, come on. Yeah, Mark Hamill has a couple moments in this movie that um, were a bit cheesy to me. And um, I think that I think that overall I really liked Mark Hamill's performance uh, for the most part. But he did have a couple moments where it seemed like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was director's choice or if it was Mark Hamill kind of taking liberties on the script. Um, but it just it just yeah. didn't seem quite Luke Skywalker ish to me. Like there, I don't think that he would have done that. But um, I also didn't hate it because I did like the direction they went with that character. I really like the idea that uh, Luke Skywalker is pretty much just 
he has given up and he doesn't care anymore because Kylo Ren, um, because of what happened in his failure with Kylo Ren, that he's completely shut himself shut himself off from the Force and uh, pretty much become just you know negative and grumpy and just living in isolation and doesn't want to have anything to do with anything anymore. He just doesn't care. Um, I thought that that was an interesting way to go with that character and. The fact that what happened with Kylo Ren, um, I think that that would lead somebody to act that way. And so the initial part of the script, I did enjoy that whole kind of banter between Ray and Luke and Ray trying to get Luke to train her. Uh, and he's like, I'm not going to do it. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Like I'm shut off from the force. Uh, you know, the force, the Jedi only lead to failure and the failure leads to, you know, millions of people dying. So I'm done. I'm done with this. Um, I, I liked that. I liked that part of the script. And I thought that, um, I thought that Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley did a pretty good job um, on what's that planet called? Acto or whatever. Uh, yeah, Acto. Acto. Yeah. Is it Skellig Island? No, yeah, that's in like Ireland, Ireland or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I liked I liked a lot of that. I, I mean, actually, I love that. I loved all of that. I think that there's a couple of moments that were a little cheeseballish, but um, overall, I I really enjoyed where the story went. And that's and that's just to just to highlight like my overall theme or my points in this movie. Um, I loved everything between Ray and Kylo and Luke. All of that stuff, I really enjoyed. I thought that the storytelling was fantastic. I really like where the story went. wasn't necessarily where I thought it was going to go, but at the end of the day, I was like, I'm on board with that because it makes sense. It made sense to me that that's where the story would go, and uh, I really liked it. Um, so any of the flaws within this movie aren't necessarily involved in any of that. That's that's the one part of the movie that I loved. It's just that there's so much fluff, and they need to cut cut so much of the fat out for this movie to be good. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to trim it out be- um, because a lot of the yeah. a lot of that stuff is just a lot of the other stuff is just it's no good. It's no good for me. It's just so bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that as far as the Ray, Luke, and Kylo thing, I can see the the overarching story that happened and I and I understand the essence of what it was. I just I got caught up in it because of the cheesy things and how they did cheesy things within that storyline. I want cheese within Finn and Rose and Poe. I can understand that. And they went way too far with it um, at certain points. And I was like, oh, boy. But uh, I don't want it with Ray and Kylo. Like, uh, we had this discussion earlier, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to this, but Kylo Ren having no shirt on and Ray making the joke of like, can't you put a towel on or something? I understand from a script standpoint that, hey, that's a funny little joke. But I, just me as a fan, I don't want to see that from the, you know, from this huge character in Ray who's going to save the galaxy or you get that essence, that feeling. And then there's like the darkest of the dark with Kylo Ren. It kind of makes, it kind of shrouds all of that and makes it seem not so intense, which I want it to feel like gripping and intense. I want that scene that they're talking like these are two complete enemies or just confused people. And I want that scene to be so tense that I have tears in my eyes. Like, whoa. These guys are freaking talking right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe this, you know? Mm-hmm. But instead it's like, oh, they're just having a bit of dialogue. Cool. You know, 
also, I wanted to talk to you about um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Luke takes a Nalgene bottle and fills up uh, a little bit of blue milk out of a, <laughs> out of a big elephant's boob. <laughs> that was one of those that I was like, wait, is this happening? You know, you know I what know. I mean? Like, it was kind of like they, they went there and I'm like, oh, it's just yeah, there was there were so many of those scenes where I was kind of flabbergasted with what I was watching. I was like, what? Why are you doing that? Why? I know you're just like, what? yeah. So and I mean, there there is a lot of that in this movie. Um, there is. Yeah. And, you know, that's not because the original trilogy has weird stuff that happens and. You kind of oh, just it, go, dude, it definitely does. And you just go along with it. You go along with it. Um. With this one, it's just, yeah, there was just a lot of, and it seemed like a lot of modern humor, which is fine, but it just, some of it felt really out of place for me. It seemed very modern. Uh, uh, Chrome Dome, I think Finn said at one point to Phasma. That one was okay Um, with me because he said that in The Force Awakens, and it made me chuckle in The Force Awakens. Oh, he said that in Force Awakens? Yeah. I mean, there, there were just a few of those lines that I really... I just couldn't really get behind. I, I think a lot of the, a lot of the post stuff. The one line I did like, I think it was in a trailer, but uh, permission to go blow something up or whatever. Whenever Poe says that to Leia, that was one line that I hopped on board. Like, cool. Yeah, you know, well, there's a massive ship approaching. Let's talk. Anyway. Let's talk about what's going on with like Leia and Poe and stuff because we can get into we can get into. Uh, Ray and Kylo and stuff and talk about their entire yeah. storyline in a few minutes here. Um, but what did you think about the gambit of being chased throughout the entire movie? Like I, I just, it just kind of slogged on for me. It was like, yeah. man, I get it. You're being chased. Um, and I didn't, Laura Dern was kind of, I liked her character oh, at first boy. because I thought that it was good that she was, you know, against Poe. Like I really liked that dynamic at first, but then they kind of just went back on it and she turned out to be like a hero. And I was like, well, what's, what was the point of all that? How quickly could, could they have just solved all the problem by being like, Poe, there's a base right there. We're going to all escape. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, that that entire storyline could have been solved in like a second. Why'd you have to give him the runaround? Yeah, exactly. And it just created so much conflict. Um, I also didn't really, well, Okay, so there's the scene. Well, okay, here, go ahead. Well, can I can I say a little general thoughts on that as well? Because uh, you kind of, I have that written down right next to me. Just why that was chosen for, like the second half of this script. You know, like them sitting in space, stuck in space, and the first order sitting right next to them. Like, can't we think of something a little better than this? You know, can't we think of something a little bit more clever? Uh, I mean, there's just so much room. There's so much room for, for anything rather than just being stuck in space. That's my general thoughts on that. Um, well, the thing you go ahead. Here's another thing is that, you know, people compare this movie to the empire strikes back. And I think it is fairly analogous, but, um, Something that, from Ryan Johnson's perspective, I think when he was writing this script, that makes a lot of sense. They're getting chased, and you know, you kind of have a lot of character development going on in between, and that works in Empire Strikes Back because pretty much the entire plot of the Empire Strikes Back is 
the Empire hits them on a hoth. Everybody scatters. Princess Leia and Han end up together. And the entire movie is them trying to escape from the Empire. Nothing happens. Uh-huh. Absolutely nothing happens in that movie other than them just trying to get away from the Empire and they finally get caught. Like, it's nothing really happens in the Empire Strikes Back, but it's the best because the character development and the dialogue and everything is so good in between that you just mm-hmm. absolutely love it. And so I think that this, it's not entirely the storyline that's flawed. It's just that the the characters that they put in these situations kind of fell flat. And also they they dragged it out way too long. And so, yeah. you know, that whole storyline, you could have you could have clipped like 25 minutes off of that entire middle. And I think people would have liked this movie a lot more because by the time, I think so too. By, by the time the big payoffs start to happen, you're like, what in the hell or what in the heck have I been watching? You know, like this is just, yeah. I am, I am kind of over what I've been watching already yep. because I feel yep. like every time it went to uh, anything going on with the resistance or anything going on with um, Poe and Rose, I or no, excuse me, um, Finn and Rose, I was just, I was just begging to get back to whatever See, Kylo and, and then, Ray are doing. But and but then you're begging to get back to Kylo and Ray, but then it's like you just wanted to get back to that, but then something happens in the resistance that's like so weird and so out of place that then it does get back to that and you're like I was just so consumed in my head with just like what? What did I do? What am I watching? You know, to that I'm not even like really paying attention anymore. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like really it kind of pulled me in a lot of different different directions. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to bring up really quick is I think, and I might, I might be way wrong on this. There might be, well, I mean, everybody has their own opinion, but uh, there might be a lot of star Wars fans that dislike me for this. I think the Leia getting blown into space and frozen and shooting back at the spaceship was one of the dumbest things I've seen. I don't know, maybe just definitely in the history of Star Wars. Oh. That was one of the that was one of the that was the moment in this movie that I was like, oh, my gosh, I might not I might not be the biggest fan of this one, you know, and that's when I got really worried. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you just did that. I can't believe you just went there. You know, it was a that was a heartbreaker for me. That was a heartbreaker in Dallas. <laughs> you know, I was like, whoa, dude, no. I'll, um, I will say that I'll take it a step further. That wasn't the dumbest scene in all of star Wars. That was one of the dumbest scenes I've seen in any movie. Like in any I could movie. not believe that that happened. Thank you, and here, here's another argument for that, man. I think that had that not happened, People would walk away from this movie with a much more positive vibe. I think that that like shook the freaking fiber of everybody in the audience going, oh, my gosh, that was so dumb. Like, I can't believe that 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 just happened. Dude, that that like really hit me. I was like, whoa, that was like one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a movie. That was not cool. I can't believe that. That was not cool at all. So, yeah, man, I agree. That was that was I mean, that was hard for me to jump back into the movie. Force Awakens had kind of things like I mean, like tiny, tiny little essences. Not on that level. Nothing. I mean, there's been no Star Wars joke. I would say there's nothing even in the prequels. Jar Jar Banks is so much funnier than that. You know, like it was oh man. I well, like, and it's, I don't know. It's not even there was it's not like it's supposed to be it's just the logic of it, man. I was like, what? It is. It is. And it's like how did they you, how can you go there? Did they not have like some of those middle scenes filmed or something or 
But to, I mean, the Laura Dern stuff was specifically because Leia well, was knocked out. Well, so, and then and then Carrie Fisher uh, ends up sticking around in the end, you know. So it's like, I just, I seriously, if the send off would have been her flying into space, um, it would have sucked, you know. You're like, oh man, I can't believe they killed her in that way. But it would have been better than that. No, I agree. Yeah, man. I, would, I, I would have rather I would have, she, I would have rather Leia just died right there than have that happen. Yeah, because that was. Oh, I would man, have come to terms so way more stupid. with that. That was so dumb. And so, I mean, it's just it's. But honestly, are, this is our concern, dude. Honestly, though, <laughs> had that not happened, I bet you walk away from this movie thinking it's like a full letter grade up from what you think. Oh, definitely. You know what oh, I mean? Definitely. Like that, oh, definitely. that took it down a big notch because it's like, I just cannot believe that you guys just did that. That is just horrible. Seriously, because man, you, you know are what? 100% correct on that. Yeah. And, and you know what? I know that this is star Wars and like, it's a different type of space feel and space doesn't exactly do the same things that it does to other people. And maybe she put herself into a force coma and like wrapped herself up and there's extended universe stuff that, that, that will take place. You can, you can write that in a book. You can explain that in a full chapter, but not in a movie, not in a movie. That was so stupid. That was so stupid. So yeah, man, I, I hear you, man. I, I hated that. And, uh, I did, Totally. It took me out of the movie and I was like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when, that's when Leanna and I, we got the, uh, we bought the $13. Like I always do got the little, uh, last Jedi popcorn tin. And that's when Leanna takes the tin and sets it on the ground. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah no i hear you, you man know. that was that was oh I, no how did they get through scripting and somebody's how like that that'll play well i mean obviously um all respects to carrie fisher and rest in peace you know because that was that was a hard thing for all star wars fans this last year um but if she's gonna do something with the force in these movies you want to see something better than that a lot cooler than that like i would <laughs> i would rather just like her flip on a light switch from across the room than yeah, no, you totally. Know, yeah. Then so. defy all logic and 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 space. I mean, oh gosh. Anyway. That felt sci-fi movie-ish to me, man. <laughs> you know? It was. Yeah, that was that was weird. But um so that that's that that's the point in the movie where it's like, oh boy, what just happened? Um, oh no. <laughs> and then so yeah, not a big fan of the Laura Dern. Um in the end, I, w- I wasn't crazy about her, but she kind of redeems herself later on. Um, I, th- I mean, I think she was fine. I just, it was whatever to me. It's like, whatever. She really wrexed it. Uh, <laughs> I was, she was completely, at me the whole time. I was completely enraptured. <laughs> <laughs> like enraptured. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, man, uh, Poe po was great. I, I liked Poe throughout the entire thing. I kind of liked. I, yeah, I. I really have no qualms with him. No qualms with Poe. I thought he was fine. Well, actually, one one qualm. What's that? One scene, BB-8 rolls up to him, and he goes, Gucci, Gucci, Goo, on BB-8. And I, I went, oh, gosh. I loved it. I, I liked that. I cringed a little. I, yeah, I, but I can see... I, I can see. I thought it was. I thought it was that. funny. If you're gonna, if they're gonna include all this different type of humor, then I, I thought that that was funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it made me chuckle. If we're gonna go bit. there, we might and there was as well a lot of the humor in there that like that hit me really well. Um, once I adjusted to it, um, and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, so what did you? So I don't even want to spend that much time talking about Poe and uh, or excuse me, Finn and Finn. and uh, Rose because I just. I don't. Either. I just didn't yeah. think it was necessary. That was like the most useless storyline. And it's like if you're gonna 
if it's going to be that useless and we're going to spend 25, 30 minutes in the movie watching them do unnecessary things, why don't you just keep them asleep? You know? Just keep keep him in the back to tank. Yeah, you know, because it was, it was so it, useless, man. It was so stupid. Dude, they spent time. He was he was like the third main player in The Force Awakens. He was such an incredible part of that movie. Mm-hmm. And his acting in it was amazing. And then seeing how much he was disregarded and just shoved to the back of this movie, his dialogue was awful. He had no, I mean, he, he honestly was like one of the only serious parts. It felt like throughout this entire movie, he was kind of like, he's pretty serious and just kind of like, dude, mad the whole time and rushing around. And then at the very, you know, then all of a sudden he has this relationship with Rose and I like, oh God, I thought that because in the last one, him and him and Han were really funny. And so I thought that their storyline was going to be kind of the comedic, uh, comedic relief of the movie. It's like we go back and they're doing funny stuff. And yeah, while and there were the some things that happened dark. with them, like that were supposed to be funny, uh, I don't think it was at all John Boyega or that girl. Like, I mean, not like it's their fault, but like the writing for them, it just wasn't funny. And so I was like, it wasn't it's funny. just this another. And that storyline was just terrible. I mean, so, them writing those things through the casino was like, oh my gosh. They go to the casino planet. And you know, I was, I was in on the casino thing. I thought that that was fine because it's like, hey, it's Star Wars. Anything's cool. happening, you know, like that's cool. cool. Big they go planet. Big casino high planet. class uh, casino people benefit, you know, war profiteering. I was down on that. I thought that that was I thought that was a cool, cool part of the plot, but it just yeah. was not executed well. And the chasing those things all throughout the city, like running of the bulls, except for in space. Like I was like, man, this is just it felt like worse than anything out of the prequels. Honestly, I mean, it felt like something out no, of the prequels. It, it was that See, was that's terrible. What, that's what me. I said after this movie, because there was there were certain things in this that I was like, I can't even believe that. I can't even believe that. I said I quoted uh, last night. I said, I can't believe they just pulled the George Lucas. Yeah, like I totally. can't believe they just I can't believe they just did that to like. Because it's selfish of me to say, but I, I literally said, I can't believe they just did that to my movies, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, these were the ones that were for me, you know, like, this is my generation. I'm here. I'm waiting for these movies. And I can't believe they just did that. Can't believe they just did that to us. Well, you know, too. here's the thing, though, you know? is that in in Disney acquiring the rights to Lucasfilm, they it's their responsibility to put good star wars movies out but star wars doesn't belong to disney now like we as the fans take ownership of star of star wars you know yeah they're making these movies for all of us because we have stuck with it for so long and love these movies you know uh-huh. with without people being as obsessed like i have a tattoo of star wars on my back like i love star wars um but with without us you know these movies wouldn't be made so it it is interesting because you make a good point there i can't believe that they pulled a george lucas it's like why did you include that and in my head i was thinking you know this is a two and a half hour movie it's been pretty heavy so far so if there is like a six or seven year old in the audience this is for them i guess this is the part in the movie that they can be like oh yeah but those things are running fast yeah so that's like the only explanation in my head for that but i did not get that and it was kind of that was that was so weird to me um and i well it makes you it just makes you scared man it makes you scared of big budget movies and disney and you know the entire it's like an empire that they've built themselves you know and it kind of just makes you worried especially now knowing that ryan johnson has his own trilogy and stuff like that i was stoked about it before this movie now i'm extremely cautious 
mm-hmm. and worried because I don't want it to be three more prequels. And from what I saw last night, uh, if you don't have Adam Driver in these movies, um, I don't know if they're going to succeed. I I agree, man. You know, I agree. Adam, because, Adam Driver, I mean, I, he kept this movie. Going. I was, he kept this movie going and, uh, there were, but I mean, even Adam driver at times or Kylo Ren's character, I got confused just of the way, maybe that I, I think we talked about this earlier, but maybe the take that they chose, you know, the way that he said certain things, I was like, darn it. I kind of wanted him to say that a little different, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I'm, I'm overanalyzing it and I'm picky. Yeah. And that's my problem. Yeah. Um, he didn't do a bad job. No, he, he did. I thought a, that he was fantastic. Su- I love he's such his an amazing emotional actor. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. He's such an amazing emotional actor that. But, you know, like I was just saying, like, you don't have if you don't have somebody like that in this trilogy, whatever you're writing, man, I do not want it to take a turn like it did. You know, I don't want those movies to be like that. So mm-hmm. um, it's just it, it worries me anyway. You know, who was my favorite character, though, was Benicio del Toro. That was just oh, fantastic. Woo. Loved it. <laughs> Absolutely great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, I don't have too many. It feelings. actually seemed like. Oh, well, I don't have too many feelings like on that character because it was just like it was fine. Kind of weird with the speech impediment thing. I didn't know if that was I don't think they played off of it enough for it to be necessary. Um, but I mean. It, it was fine. I thought it was, I thought it was good that he turned on them and he was kind of the reason why, uh, they, they ended up getting, um, caught by the empire and stuff like that, or, or excuse me, the, uh, first order. Um, but mm-hmm. also again, so much time that they're taking to tell these stories so that don't need to wasted. be told, you know, yeah. when it, and that's the problem is that the payoff for this movie, at least in my opinion, was really, really good. It's just that you lost 50% of the audience on your way there that by the time the good stuff started happening, everybody was like, man, we've been through the ringer well, already. Know, it's dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like justice league, you know, it's kind of like justice league where they're trying to fit too much in, you know, like into too little of a space because like even the Rose with her sister's little medallion thing, you're like, there's no time to even describe the significance behind that. And you're expecting us just to get what this is. And I don't need to know about it. Like, I don't really need to know about it. I did it's not just, realize it, that I did not realize that people um, in the Star Wars universe still practice Taoism. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the belief of yin and yang. I, no, um, I, that was something I thought. I was like, oh, cool. Thing, yin and yeah. yang, cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. That was, that was like, I was like a little heart necklace. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I really liked that. Like, I thought that was a cool dynamic between the, the sisters, but at the same time it was like, you know, I don't really care at the end of the day. I don't like, care about this Yeah, because I really didn't. Cause there wasn't enough of her character to care about her at all. And there hey, wasn't enough. She didn't have enough quippy lines. She, she didn't make me laugh once. Yeah. Uh, she didn't have enough screen time to make you fall in love with the character whatsoever. So, uh, if she's, if she's not in the next one, I'm happy about it. You know, it's like, I, I don't need to, I don't need her to be a part of this because he didn't do a good job explaining her. I don't know who she is and I don't really care. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. As lame as that sounds. She was totally unnecessary. Spent too much time. It's just, yeah, that's, they were just burning up the clock with a lot of these characters that didn't matter. And I didn't care. Yeah. I heard it was two and a half hours and I got stoked. (laughs) Yeah. Last night I'm looking at my watch. Like, when is this thing going to be over? Well, and that's the thing is that, um, so in the force awakens, how much time do they spend on anything unnecessary? 
everything in the force awakens is absolutely vital and crucial Uh in this movie Uh there is so much that is completely unnecessary and doesn't matter whatsoever like it's insane it's all yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that was that was interesting. And I'm being really hard on this movie right now. And and I'm not saying that I dislike it, but I was I was extremely disappointed with a lot of aspects of it. And I'll talk about the stuff that I did like in a while here. Um, well, hey, but, you know, I think I think that there's just a disappointing element to all of it. Um, I feel bad because I am on such a far end of the spectrum that you know. I texted you last night in complete anger. I said, I literally sent you a text that said, I hate Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, he did. <laughs> and I woke up to that and I was like, jeez. <laughs> I, I was so mad, man. I was so angry. And, uh, but I feel bad about that because I want our listeners to know that through and through, I'm just a Star Wars fan. And I just love this. I love this more than anything. I love this more than most things in my life. As sad as that is, like, I love Star Wars so much. And so, uh, you know, I'm just a little hurt. That's all it is. I'm just a little like I'm a little taken aback right now um, because of how much anticipation I had for this movie. It was probably the most anticipated thing. um, You know, for uh, for the last two years. So, yeah. Um, And it says that in his bio on the website, you know, he often thinks that. you know, um, many movies are the best movie he's ever seen. And he also gets just, just as uh, passionate the other way. So <laughs> yeah, when he sees a movie, yeah. he doesn't like, it's the worst movie he's ever seen in his entire life. David sent me a, David sent me a text this morning and said, don't pull a wonder woman on this one, man. <laughs> Or something like that. I just just said, be more positive. Try to look at the... Be more positive. Look at the benefits and the positives that that happen in this movie. Don't focus so much on the negative. (laughs) After Wonder Woman, I'm all... That was the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, and I agree with you. I understand why you were so disappointed. But I think that that there there are some some positives in this movie. And upon rewatch, I think that I'm going to find a lot more value in it. Um, I just... Yeah, I had a hard time the first time seeing it. Um, Where were we at? though we i don't i don't really want to talk about poe or excuse me i don't want to talk about finn and rose anymore uh benicio del toro didn't didn't see it it wasn't necessary um so when we get into ray and uh and um kylo's storyline uh they suddenly start talking to each other from across the galaxy um I personally, that was my favorite part of the movie, probably, is those little scenes between them because I was so confused. Like, why is this happening? But it also it also connected them on a different level because if you get those two in a room together, they're going to try to kill each other. Or at least yeah. Ray's going to try to kill him. And so being able to talk from across the galaxy, and I think that she kind of starts to look into Ben Solo and understand who he is a little bit more. And, and that's what I wanted out of this movie. I wanted to understand Ben Solo more and why he did the things he did um and so those those moments between those two characters uh that was some of my favorites in this movie and um that that really kept me going throughout the whole movie because i was like that was one of the coolest scenes ever i loved it so um i was i was a big fan of those i thought that was i thought it was a really cool idea as well when they when it first started happening it was one of those things in the movie that i was like okay okay yeah like i can i can definitely work with this like this is it was brand new it was a fresh idea, and I I really did enjoy it. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the little towel scene that, or like the, the no shirt on scene, I got really mad at that in the theaters. Um, I can understand why they did it. 
But uh, I chalk it up to sex appeal. Yeah, girls want to see Kylo with the shirt off. But that makes me disappointed because it's just like, dang it, Disney, come on, why do we got to do that? Hey man, Um, slave Leia bikini costume. Yeah, well there you have it. We're not complaining. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, it it just uh, it 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 was cool. I thought that was cool, and uh, there was just I was very lost throughout all of that just because Ray was on this island with Luke and like they weren't communicating that much at all. They really didn't show much training whatsoever because he said he was gonna, but then they did. I mean, there was just like a couple scenes. It all just happened so fast. Like they didn't spend nearly enough time. They didn't spend as much time as I thought they were gonna on that island examining Ray, examining Luke. Um, And then the couple flashbacks uh, threw me off as well because I feel I think you've talked about it before. I feel like uh, flashbacks are are hard to hard to do in Star Wars, and you don't see them that often. Uh, and you kind of have to be smart about it. And I thought this one was it was needed because everybody wants to see what happened. Everybody wants to know what happened with with Luke and Ben Solo. But uh, Luke. They didn't do much CGI on him or whatever, and uh, it just looked like he got a you know a beard trimmer at Target and um, was just I, I, he just looked really weird to me, and that's all I could focus on. I was yeah. just like, man, it's just it's just the same actor. He's still sixty years old, but you know this is supposed to be taking place twenty years ago or whatever, and not even uh, probably like ten. Not, years. I, actually, yeah, they could have just left him years. the same. Yeah, could have just left him the same. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, I agree. He did look a little off, but um, I did. I did like the flashbacks. Um, I've expressed that I don't like flashback sequences, um, at least in a Star Wars movie. But um, when they first when they showed the first one, I just kind of wrapped my mind around like it's totally necessary. I get it, you know, and it didn't it didn't really bother me um, after they showed the first one. And then I did like the contrast in the way that both of those characters remember it. And then the final flashback sequence is kind of somewhere in the middle where, you know, Luke thought about doing it. But then he was like, no. But then he Kylo wakes up and sees his master holding a lightsaber over him. And that just, you know compelled everything to happen so yeah um i did i did like that storyline i thought that that was really cool i thought it was good reasoning for you know the way that kylo ren goes and i also think it's really good reasoning for what happens to luke because he's not only like a curmud or curmudgeon right now because he um thinks that uh he failed ben as a teacher but he literally made that happen you know he literally like actually turned ben by by his action there and obviously maybe ben solo would have gone that way regardless but um his 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 action compelled ben solo to take the action that he did so i i enjoyed that i thought that that was i thought that was great i mean i i didn't i more did more than enjoy it i loved that i loved it i i think i can uh i enjoy the flashback for the thought behind it i think just the look of it as well as a lot of the look of this movie I just really wasn't all about the cinematography on the other side. I mean, it it was cool. There were several scenes that I'm like, that could be a poster. That's beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. Luke standing, looking at all the ATATs. Whoa. Like that was incredible looking, but, uh, there was just a lot of attentions to detail that I was just kind of upset by Mm -hmm. like how Luke looked in that 
scene and I just couldn't get over it. You yeah. know, I was like, man, is that really what Luke looked like? Like right then it just looked kind of gimmicky yeah. a lot of the movie. And there was, there was so much cheese throughout the entire movie that I just, I half expected him to make a little joke in that flashback. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man. Um, something else before we get into a lot of the, like the bigger things here. Um, what did you think of the porgs? Uh, I just want to get your take on that. There were, there were two, dude, there were two comedic elements of this movie that were on the Island and I love both of them. I thought they were both hysterical. The porgs uh, being yeah. the first. I love the porgs. I thought they were hysterical. Hi- highlight of the film, man. Absolutely. Che- Chewbacca film. sitting by the fire about to eat one. And that little guy just going, what? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, that, that killed me. I, I loved that. Yeah, I, loved I absolutely that. And loved then, uh, that. And then are you talking about the old lady house? Yeah. Care? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yelled out, actually, I did an Avatar Last Airbender quote um, because she sends like a piece of rock flying and it destroys that lady's bin. And right when it happened, I yelled out in the theater, my cabbages, <laughs> because it was just kind of funny. Like, do you get a response? She's just like, no, no, nobody said anything. <laughs> the guy behind me slapped me in the back of the head. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I yeah. did like those little things just because I thought it was funny. They're like the caretakers of the Jedi temple. And I laughed really hard when Ray was first talking to Kylo and she like is outside. I think she's out. Yeah. She's outside talking to Kylo Ren and Luke comes up and he's like, what's that about? <laughs> and it's like those girls just fanning, like trying to figure I out know. what's going on. <laughs> I just, I laughed so hard at that. I thought that was hysterical and it was really well played, you know, like the Luke Luke's response to it. What's that about? You know, with the situation. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was, that was really good. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, like I said, I think that there's one storyline in this movie that, that I was completely on, I was on board for the entire way through, but there was just a lot of stuff that didn't go that way for me um so how about i don't know where do you want to go from here there's there's we just kind of got to get into the big the big stuff here yeah i think let's just go towards the big stuff i think so yeah like ray you know ray leaves and uh oh yeah what about the scene where she goes down to that cave or whatever well well i think we talked about that a little earlier too i I was expecting when she went down there, that's a part, that's another part in the movie that I was like, okay, this could be it. You know, this could be like the dark turn that this movie needs right now. Like something could happen down there. And especially when she started looking at in that, in that mirror and it, you know, echoed all the way down a bunch of images of her. I was like, nice, man. We might see her parents. Uh, we might see something crazy with Kylo Ren. Luke might come down, do something crazy. Like, I didn't really know what was going to happen, but I got really excited for just a blip of time. And then it went through the whole scene and I was following it, following it. And then it was just kind of right back to the movie at that point. And then it went to the towel scene, I think, like the no shirt on Kylo. And uh, and so I just. I got disappointed because I just wanted so much more. I think in the trailer, it shows her diving into that water and stuff. I just picture I pictured something a lot different in my head of what that was going to be, especially since they kind of talked it up a little in the beginning. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It it felt like they kind of, they brought up this whole idea of there being a light side and a dark side, but finding the balance in between. And maybe that'll play and a lot of the stuff that I have problems with is the ambiguity of the ending. And I don't, I have, I have no clue what's going to happen in episode nine. So 
maybe episode nine comes around and just ties a bow on everything. And we're like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? So that's, that's a big thing for me is that I think that they could completely just, if the next one is so good, then it'll make this one be like, oh, okay. Okay. Wow. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, Okay, so let's get into let's get into the bigger stuff here. So Ray, um, she decides to take off and go meet up with Kylo because she's been having a conversation with him. I don't know if she's infatuated with him or if there's anything like romance wise going on. It's like a Jedi FaceTime thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> just like Skyping. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's good. That's a good analogy to make. I'll Skype you later, yeah. Kylo. Skype, Skype you later. I can't talk. Luke's in the room. He's just no shirt on. You know, they got a little thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, sending back emojis. What? Um, but uh, so she goes. <laughs> so she goes. And did you get that they that she stole the Jedi texts and put them on the Millennium Falcon? I didn't catch that. Yeah, I did not catch that. Yep, yep. She stole the Jedi texts and put them on the put them on the Falcon with her. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So she goes and she pretty much just allows herself to be captured by the First Order and go straight to Snoke and um, basically all of that. What do, what do you, what do you think about um, the entire thing with Snoke? Um, I thought I really liked that whole dynamic there and the uh conversation that snoke had with her uh saying that he had pretty much set all that stuff up uh just to um just to screw with them and get her there and that he was manipulating kylo ren um i thought that was a pretty good twist i also kind of liked the idea that them having a connection wasn't related to anything that was going on it might be a bigger picture i did too i really thought that they were going to be brother and sister or something i really did um I Which I'm not disappointed. I'm by not disappointed by that at all. But I did. I did wish that there was like an entity of the force that was connecting them rather than it being just Snoke. Um, but I did like the twist. I thought that that was cool. And it took me by surprise. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, he was just doing that. Um, but the entire conversation I, uh, and manipulating, uh, manipulating Ben Solo, um, I, I really enjoyed that because it makes he, his character was just like. Yeah, yeah. You you took a st- took it a step step too far, and now you screwed yourself because I'm gonna kill you. That that switch in Kylo Ren's mind, where he's like, "Not my master anymore." Nope, this is no good for me. And it's kind yeah, of um, and it's kind of reminiscent of the what happens in Return of the Jedi. And so I thought that that was kind of cool that that final conflict took place during this movie rather than the last movie. So it kind of sets us up for bewilderment in the next one. Um, but uh yeah how yeah. how would you feel about all that just well i really didn't like how they didn't extend upon snoke's backstory whatsoever as well as the knights of ren um i wanted to know a lot more about that but which is fine i'm really not one to compare these movies to like like the force awakens i never wanted to compare it to a new hope uh, I understand there's a certain structure that you can follow that's similar, but uh, I never wanted to compare it. And uh, same with this one. I don't want to compare it to Empire Strikes Back. There are similarities. Uh, one similarity that that almost made me compare it was when uh, Snoke forces her over to like the magnifying glass to watch her friends get blown up, mm-hmm. just like the Emperor does to Luke in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a little too close for comfort. And it made me feel weird 
But, uh, you know, I didn't mind Snoke at all. And I thought that scene was pretty clever. And uh, Kylo Ren flipping on the lights- lightsaber and, and getting him. I, I mean, that was cool. I just wanted more. I think I just wanted more. I wanted more of that. It I su- wanted. It surprised me that they killed Snoke off so quickly. Um, so quickly. And so you didn't see him at all really in Force Awakens, and they really built him up. So they just kind of killed him off quick, which is cool. Like, and I think it could have happened, but I just, I just want to see more of Kylo Ren and Snoke and like what that history is before you just kill that character. You know, like, I want to know kind of what's going on here, how this guy got Kylo, rather than just kind of making him a just a puppet, kind of just a throw, you know, just a a casualty in this movie um, because he had a really big influence on Kylo Ren's life, mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. so, uh, but you know, he's super powerful. If he's reading Kylo Ren's mind though, can't he know that he's about to turn on that lightsaber? I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed kind of far fetched that Kylo Ren would actually get away with that, but it happened. So um, yeah, yeah he's- I um Yeah. But I thought, I thought it was cool that they, I thought, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe that just happened. But then, you know, you just kind of go along with it. Oh, great. Cool. That's awesome. You know? Um, Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the the battle that ensued, I I was a big fan of. Um, I don't know how you felt about that, but I thought it was pretty cool that moment where uh, he kills – you know, he's forced to kill Rey, and he's, like, not going to do that. And so he just kills him. And then all of those Imperial guards around uh, just go go after the two of them, and they have that fight sequence between them, the throwing of the lightsaber – like that was that was so tight to me um i i really like that whole scene um and i i guess an argument could be made that was a little cheesy but um it's also we haven't really seen a scene like that in a star wars movie and so i thought that that was i thought that that was taking a risk and for me it paid off i thought it was pretty okay. pretty sick yeah. so you what do you think I, I want more just character v character mm-hmm. fights you know so I would love to see either Kylo and Rey versus Snoke. Um, or I'd like to see Kylo really battle Luke um, in a cooler way. Or I'd like to see um, either, you know, even Kylo and Rey fight again or whatever it is. I just don't, you know, I don't like, uh, I don't like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn versus a bunch of droids. You know, yeah. I don't like Rey and Kylo versus all these guys. Although it's cool. That seemed to me at the time in the movie like it was going to be the big reward that we just waited for. And I'm like, really? They're just battling these guys? Like, yeah. That's it? Like, he just kind of, and there was no battle between them and Snoke. Like, there was no sort of, I mean, I just wanted, I think everybody just kind of wants that big, huge lightsaber fight in the movie. Um, it doesn't have to be Phantom Menace by any means. It doesn't have to be Duel of the Fates, but... You want something. You want some sort of emotional tone to a fight, just like The Force Awakens did so well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt like I didn't really get that. But, you know, it was cool. It was cool. And if that would have happened at the beginning of this movie, I would have been like, dang. Or like the middle of this movie, which it kind of did, I guess. But, uh, I mean, it, okay, if it would have just been a different movie, maybe I would have liked it. I was just so not on board with any of it, really, uh, at that time that I was just like, okay. And I just kind of, I read it like a book from then on, the movie. It was just, as soon as that happened, they kind of 
join forces or whatever. I was like, okay, well, Ray's not actually going to join with him, blah, blah, blah. Kylo's going to turn even darker. And then there's probably going to be the big Kylo and Luke fight at the end, which could be cool. And then, you know, things ended up kind of disappointing me as well. So I don't know. It was, but it was cool. And honestly, that, yeah, that throwing of the lightsaber and the, that little scene, that was cool. That was, that was, yeah, that was, I mean, that was like, there was an audible gasp in our theater. Like, oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No matter what, no matter where you're at in the movie during that, no matter what your thoughts are, when that happens, you go, Whoa, that was cool, though. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, cool at, yeah. Um, uh, I was, you know, I was strongly on board at that point. I was apprehensive, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, but I was enjoying everything that was going on with them. But when they killed Snoke and that all happened, I was like, great. <laughs> you know, <love> it. <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then the entire conversation after, um, I really like uh, Kylo Ren pretty much being like, well, join me will be better than the Jedi or the Sith. And he actually makes references to the prequels, which I thought was cool, you know, that was because cool. they yeah. do exist and it's part of, you know, it's part of the canon. So, um, I, I definitely did enjoy, I did enjoy that. Like the reference, he called him Darth Sidious rather than, uh, the emperor. Um, so yeah. I thought that was, that was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, um, is when, they try to discover what happens. Uh, he pretty much reveals her past, and he's like, "You can say it. Just, just say it. I'm nobody." You know, like he gets her to admit that. What I mean, you're they were sold you for drinking money or for gambling yeah. money or something. I mean, that was just that was so awesome. Like you're nobody in this story, but not to me. You know, I thought that that yeah. entire conversation was just. I loved it because a, I thought it was cool, but B I love how many people have just gotten shut down in their freaking Ray theories. And they're like, I think she's part of the Skywalker lineage. It's like, no, she's nobody. And I, I said, you know, watching this movie, I called so much of it. I said that Ray was nobody and it's on the podcast as evidence. And I also said, (laughs) I also said that, um, Kylo Ren would not kill his mother. And then some dude would come from behind and shoot her and kill her. You did say that on the podcast. Totally freaking called both of those things. So excuse me, but they didn't kill her. She pulled, uh, wizard of Oz. (laughs) They needed like a little, they needed, like some super cheesy music there. They needed when you wish upon a star when her <laughs> eyes open. That would have been the time to bust out the Disney music right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is it. And she's all of a sudden she's in like a princess gown and she's like floating through space. Looks like, like the blue <laughs> fairy. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. That was, um, that was just something else. Um, hey, but you know, I, I, it's hard for me because I don't want to go see this movie again, but I do want to watch that scene again of them talking. Cause I would like to hear the dialogue. Yeah. I just don't know if I can go sit through this whole thing again, but Hey, um, at least you know when to go to the bathroom now, dude, last <laughs> so, night, I, as soon as I, that monster <laughs> chase starts, it's like, all right, that's the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so funny because last night there were several times that I never do that during a movie, even like weird, bad movies. I'm never like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like last night, I didn't even have to go and I was questioning whether I should just go to the bathroom and like splash some water on my face or something. <laughs> Take a quick break. Just like, yeah, I was like, I think I need to step outside or something because I'm really mad. 
Mm-hmm. Leanna, uh, my girlfriend said that she could literally feel my anger. <laughs> like, <laughs> she could, she could feel me next to her, just radiating this energy of just like, oh, because I, I never said anything really to anybody during the movie, but I think I just kept making like audible gasps of just like, oh, yeah, gosh. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I um, hear you, um, but. So they have that conversation and then she pretty much turns him down. And I, uh, I thought that all of that was, I thought that, you know, the way they set up the plot, I thought that was the right way to go. Um, and I really enjoyed uh-huh. it. And the exploding of the lightsaber. Um, I, I really enjoyed all of that. I thought it was awesome. So, um, very, very much enjoyed that. Uh, after that point, you kind of get the fin and, uh, the, you know, they've been taken over or taken prisoner by the resistance or excuse me, the first order. And then, um, he fights phasma. what do you think of the phasma thing? It was kind of like, did they just, Oh, it was so short lived. And so just like phasma character, phasma's character in the entire thing of yeah. force awakens and this, they just short lived nothing. I mean, it's just nothing. She they just no Boba fed it big build up. Yeah, it was better yeah, than Boba absolutely. Fett, but it was still like along that same level of just apparently this character doesn't really matter. This character doesn't matter, which is uh, fine. Like, I, I don't I don't care about Phasma at I all. Thought so maybe like, she was, was going like, to take her mask off or something and then she was going to stand up and they were going to have like, you know, a little bit more of like an epic fight or something. But yeah, no, she just falls and then he goes rebel scum. And I went, oh, I'm on the gosh. fence. I'm on the fence about that one because. To a certain extent, I'm like, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the Rebel Scum. I thought that that was it was cheese ball, but it was che- it was cheese ball enough for me. I, I liked I liked the cheesiness there a little bit. Um, I didn't cringe that much, is what I'm saying. So that's like it's not like the good cheese ball that you get fresh out of the bag. It's <laughs> like the like all the residue cheese that's all over your fingers. <laughs> yeah, that you kind of like. You know, lick off, and you're like, that's eh, pretty good. <laughs> well, in a movie that's uh, see, full, like in it, a movie that's full of cheese ball, though, like that's one of the cheese ball lines, and I'm like, that's fine, fine with me. Um, but that's that's where I sit on it. Let's talk about how. What do you think about Yoda, though? Uh, I so when Yoda first appeared, that was the first time I looked over to my buddy Jack that I saw it with. I think that was the first time that we caught eyes during this whole thing because I. I didn't know whether he was experiencing the same thing as I was. And I didn't want to ruin the movie for anybody else. I really didn't. I don't want to ruin. I didn't want to take away from anybody's experience. But the very first clip that they showed of Yoda before it got into like him moving around and stuff. And you saw that it was the actual puppet and you kind of understood what they were doing with Yoda. Uh, the very first shot of him, I caught eyes with Jack and was just like, oh, no. Oh no. Oh gosh. Like, no. You're going you down a path do I can't follow. <laughs> yeah, you're going you, I cannot believe this. And then the scene expanded and uh Yoda when he did the lightning down on the tree and stuff and I was really not with Mark Hamill in that and where Mark Hamill's story had went. I was just so or Luke Skywalker's story I was just so I was really not on board for it. I really liked the little quippiness uh, of Yoda in certain parts of that scene, how he's like, you know, doing the, the old school empire strikes back. That's awesome. Uh, but it just, none of it, it just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel right. I would rather see Alec Guinness. I think maybe in that scene, 
uh, or Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but uh, I think I would, I might rather see something like that than, uh, than trying to do the Yoda. Uh, but I half expected it too. <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I kind of expected them to show Yoda though in the back of my head. So I Yoda, thought maybe something like that was going to happen. Yoda came up short for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little too much. Um, no, um, it was half as good as it could have been. I dude, I like, I just was cringing at first when Yoda showed up. I was like, Oh no, this is going to be bad. But then it was awesome. I loved it. I loved the Yoda scene. Um, uh, because it was like, Oh, it's the original puppet. It's Frank Oz. He's really acting like Yoda, you know, because in my head I was thinking, why wouldn't Yoda show up? I'm sure that Luke's been on this island commuting with Obi-Wan and Yoda for years. So yeah. it, it makes sense that he would show up. Like it's one of those it's one of those things in the story that it did make it a little bit better because Luke needed some talking to. Um, you know, he needed his master to really be like, dude, you gotta master? you gotta do this. Because somebody erased it for the archive memory. Erased it from the archive memory. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. I was big. I was big on the the Yoda scene. I think that page well, turners were there. I was like, oh sweet. Uh, yeah, that, that was funny. Uh, when you told me this morning that it was Frank Oz, I didn't realize that. So that that also gives it a little bit of nostalgia, mm-hmm. and it makes makes the scene a little bit better. Yeah. I didn't realize that the voice to me last night kind of sounded a little off, and I was like, man, they probably just got some weird guy trying to do the voice and they got the real puppet. I was just, you know, like, Oh, come on. I did like what he said about Ray though. Like, you know, needs you does Ray or something like that. He's <laughs> pretty much lines. like you failed. Ky- yeah. You, you did. You failed Kylo Ren, but you failed Ben, you failed Ben, but, but you don't have to fail Ray. So you don't have to, Yeah, you know, you can change this. Yeah. So, so I like, I like that. Um, and then, uh, what do you think about Lord Dern putting into hyperspeed, blowing through the Empire? That was probably one of the coolest shots of the movie to me. I thought that was how it, everything kind of went silent and it was just like, and you knew everybody was on that ship. Um, and then there was this sound effect that they added that was like, like some weird thing that I was like, dang, like it was, it was cool. I thought that whole thing was cool. I didn't like Laura Dern at all but i thought that was a cool a cool scene that was one of the coolest like action scenes in the movie for me i liked that it also kind of made me question the logic behind it though it's like if you've had the technology to just blow through an entire fleet with that why wouldn't why wouldn't they incorporate like kamikaze pilots more <laughs> if if that thing's going to do that much destruction you know it's like that that I was know. more powerful yeah. than a death star may have been so uh, yeah that 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 thought kind of hit my mind a little bit like that's sweet but i kind of call some when stuff into question looks, when she looks when she looks at the uh, out the window and she goes Go rebels! Oh man, that was too cheese for me. That was way too much. Oh, couldn't handle gosh. it. Gosh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's like grating cheese on this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're trying to put the the Blu-ray into the player, and there's just cheese all over it. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. It's ruining your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're watching somebody cook your eggs at like a restaurant, and they're just shoveling cheese onto it. And you're like, dude, no, it's good, it's good. Stop there, stop, stop. You're dead in the eye. <laughs> looking you right in the eye, and you're like, it's fine. There's enough cheese on there. It's good, good. It's good. 
<laughs> and it's not even the cheese that you like, like the Tillamook sitting right next to it, but it's like the store brand something. The Walmart like, brand. No, like, or was it? I didn't even want eggs to begin with. It's just all you had. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so near the near the end though, let's just talk about what what kind of transpires. Um, I don't think we need to go into too much detail, but uh, the whole the whole end they go to that the planet crate is that right? Crate, yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I did like when they were preparing for battle because it reminded me. You know, there was a scene at the beginning that reminded me of World War Two bombers, and then there was a scene at the end that reminded me of the trenches in World War One. Yeah, the trenches. I thought yeah. that that was pretty cool, um, and mm-hmm. it, it felt like they were kind of paying homage to Empire Strikes Back, but also paying homage to various war movies. Um, so I enjoyed that. Um, I thought that the, the ending was like, this was cool. I got the reasoning behind it, but I'd kind of checked out on like what was going on with the rebels at that point or the resistance. Like, man, I, I mean, just, well, I wasn't I mean, as into it anymore. And you know, the fact that there was only a couple hundred of them left and I, I just like the Avenue that they had gone on with that storyline. Um, it was it was weak for me, and I just I wasn't like I wasn't loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard well, with hey, a movie ha- like that because you know in the original trilogy, like the stuff that happens, you kind of just go with you just go with it. You're like, oh yeah, that's totally George Lucas's yeah. vision. That's what happened. And then in this, it's kind of you know we're really critical of it because we know that they're making this up as they go it's not part of the books like and not like the books are correct anyway um but you know that this is just Ryan Ryan Johnson and you know Kathleen Kennedy and probably JJ Abrams having some input too and also Larry Kasdan um but it's it's just you know that they were making that up as they go, and you're kind of like, I think we could have done better than this near the end here. We could have done better. I didn't. You know, I, I didn't think. Uh, I, I didn't like extremely dislike it. I just was kind of not as on board as I would have liked to have been. You know, it just yeah, it just it just reached a point that maybe I had just kind of stopped caring that much about what was going on with the resistance because I just kind of checked out a little bit. Um, if it if it didn't have to do with Kylo or Ray or Luke, I didn't really care that much. Uh, so the, the entire ending, there was just several things for me that because I agree, I checked out by that point, but there were several things that made me dislike it even more. Um, like the the explanation of how you know Finn Rose like blows up Finn or whatever and saves him, and then they do like a little kiss thing. And then all of a sudden they're back in the rebel base and you're like, so what did you just walk back in front of the entire army? Did you just walk back? Like, I don't know. looked like half a mile, (laughs) uh, all the way back to the rebel base. Yeah. um, With no ship. I mean, like little plot holes like that. Um, and then, you know, them saying all hope is lost, blah, blah, blah. You're like, Luke's going to walk in. Luke walks in. Cool. I got that. Uh, just little things, man. Like, oh, we should follow the crystal fox. Okay. It seems like it seemed like an episode of Avatar: Last Airbender, except for Avatar: Last Airbender is a cartoon, and I can get on board with it because it's a kids show. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. But it's like, yeah. let's follow the crystal fox. See where you know. There's tunnels back here. We need to get back there, you know. And then Ray lifts the boulders up, and I, it just, it just all of it, and. uh the climax of the movie was the throne room with Snoke. And after that, it was somewhat disappointing. 
And, and see, that's where I have problems with it because I'm like, that couldn't have been the climax. Them fighting those red guys is the climax of the movie. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Give me more than that. Yeah. Give me something insane. Yeah. You, know, you got yeah. it. Everybody wanted this movie to be good because of Ryan Johnson, the choice to go with him and how dark his history has been with films. And so you're like, dude, we're going to get a dark movie out of this. And that's going to be awesome. Empire Strikes Back was dark. It's the best out of all of them. So I can't wait to see what happens here. And then it's like, dang it. He gave us a fluff comedy, you know, Mm -hmm. with little to no explanation about a lot of stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, I was really mad by the end of it. And I, we'll talk about the last scene of the movie here in a little bit, but yeah. Um, I mean, there's not there's not like a ton of stuff that I that we really even need to go over. I thought, you know, when Finn was charging that thing, and then Rose hits him out of the way, and then you find out that she's still alive at the end. I was, you know, I was so ready for Finn to die right there, and I was like, hey, that's cool, you know, like that's a cool moment for that character that throughout the entire mo- like movie, he, you know, both movies, he's been questioning whether he's, you know, this is the right thing to do and whether he should be fighting with the rebels or he should be more, you know, selfish, whatever. And uh, I thought that was a cool character arc if he would have killed himself right there if he didn't but then rose bats him out of the way and she still survives and i was just like man one of them's got to go and that if you're gonna if you're gonna do like that whole move it was unnecessary at most but um you know one of them should have died probably uh but that's fine whatever i you know it didn't it didn't bother me too much that's like that's nitpicking um but um yeah when when luke came in and i i was super jacked uh, when he went out onto the field, I was a little bit like, this seems, um, what, what am I trying to, what am I thinking of? Oh, oh it's like Harry Potter when like Harry confronts yeah. Voldemort in front of all of Hogwarts. Like it felt like that, like, Oh, Luke's going to, like he's fighting in front of everybody. Whoa. You know, it's like, what's he going to jump up into the air and destroy all these ATATs or something like, yeah. I, I seriously, you know, I was but like, it, oh, it, no. and what this movie, like it felt like a lot to me, which, you know, it's, it's a criticism, but also it's something that they know that we want to see too. It's kind of like, Hey, you remember when Luke Skywalker used to fight? against Darth Vader what if it was in front of everybody you know it's just it's yeah. kind of one of those moments where you're like oh okay yeah he's fighting in front so of that both the, the boardroom okay. <laughs> it's just like you know my, it's like this my is, least it's like this is the original trilogy but bigger and better and you're like but okay. bigger and crazier and funnier and awesome and sexier you know you're yeah. like come on yeah I, I one of my Seriously, my least when I absolutely because I knew the movie was going to end soon, the 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 pin dropping on the ground for me when the pin finally hit the ground for me as all those bullets go off, Kylo Ren's going fire more, fire more, whatever, and then the dust clears and Luke Skywalker does a dirt off your shoulders thing, and I just went screw you, like I seriously I. I wish I could have Ryan Johnson on the like Ryan Johnson on the phone right then, and I was just like, you know what, man, you ruined it for me. You blew it. <laughs> that I can't watch Luke do that. I can't as a Star Wars fan. I just I got so mad. I was so mad in the theaters at that because I was like, come on, he's not like that. That's such a modern day take on Luke Skywalker. Like that's not who would do that in the Star Wars universe. Like it, you don't. I don't. 
I was just so mad. <laughs> my my main argument against that, and I'm not saying that I love that moment. I thought it was pure cheese, but. Mark Hamill plays Luke Skywalker and supposedly Mark Hamill knows Luke Skywalker best. And I don't know whether that was Ryan Johnson or whether that was Mark Hamill or that was somebody else saying that that should happen. But, um, there's a lot of stuff that they did in force awakens with Han Solo, where I would imagine that Harrison Ford was like, now that's what Han Solo would say. And they're like, okay, you know, you know best. And you can see, I can see in this movie, there's a couple times where Mark Hamill probably was like, Nah, I'm, I'm Luke Skywalker. This is what he would have done. And they would have had to just been like, yeah, you're Luke Skywalker. And so I chalk that up to Mark Hamill kind of being like, I'm enjoying this moment of being Luke Skywalker again. And everybody is watching this in theaters around the United States. And I get to have my moment of look how cool I am. And so that one, while I found it very cheesy, it didn't bug me that much because at the end of the day, I think that that was a Mark Hamill thing, and you kind of just have to be like, he's the actor that plays Luke Skywalker. You know, that's that's what it is. Um, so, and he also had that moment where he said, uh, "See you around, kid." That was, and that was another cheese ball moment for me. But it's kind of like it's Mark Hamill doing Luke Skywalker. I'm just, I'm cool with it. Whatever. I would, I would imagine that somebody might have said, "Ah, it might be a little cheesy, Luke or Mark," and he's like, "No." So I don't know what the truth is behind that. I have no idea. Um, but th- those parts didn't bother me just because. I mean, uh, th- that's that's the big thing that, that stinks about this, though, is that this is such a giant franchise that since he's Mark Hamill and he played Luke Skywalker, he has a say on what the character does, because that's not how movies work. That's not how films work. The director, the producer make the characters, make the lines. If the character has some sort of ad lib, you can kind of let him go. But like the studio and the director has complete control. And it stinks that this is such a giant thing to where you're like, oh, well, he's just being Mark Hamill. He knows what's best for Luke Skywalker. No, Ryan Johnson should know what's best for Luke Skywalker because this is his vision and his movie. And if that's if that's his vision for Luke Skywalker, then then that's his vision, I guess. And it was. It was dumb, but I kind of have a problem with like letting Mark Hamill be Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill's crazy. Like he's just like the interviews that you watch with him. He's just a crazy, goofy guy. I think he's <laughs> one of the best Joker, uh, one of the best Jokers of all time. Yeah. Um, Joker voices. And I think what he did in the originals is incredible, but that's because he had direction from George Lucas. You know, he didn't do that back then. So why should he do that now? Well, I don't you know? think that I don't think that Mark Ham- I mean, I like Mark Hamill. I think that he's totally embraced this situation and like just really gotten the most out of the fans. Um, but I, I mean, he, Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker, it's like he was just the guy that played Luke Skywalker. You know, there might have been somebody better for the part, but Luke Skywalker, or Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. And I mean, you say that the director has um, the most influence on it, but there's tons of examples throughout film history where you know actors didn't follow the director's uh, thoughts and it was probably a better movie for it. I know Liam Neeson did that in Phantom Menace and he's one of the only redeeming parts because he didn't listen to George. Same with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, And in this movie, it's like maybe it would have been better if Mark had not done that stuff. And I don't even know if that's what happened. Maybe it was Ryan Johnson that decided to do that stuff. But um, at the end of the day, my reasoning for that is just like, well, whatever, you know, 
that was that was the point of the movie that happened, and maybe it was Mark Hamill. Um, and you know, Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, those guys weren't there in 77, 80, and 83 when he was playing mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker originally. So I think it would be kind of selfish of them to say, no, I know Luke Skywalker better than you. And Mark would say, no, I was there originally during the original trilogy when George Lucas came up with this character. I know Luke Skywalker better than you do. I've played this character before. This is what he would do. So that's if Mark Hamill wanted to do that, I'm fine with it. Whatever. You know, I'm just saying if he wanted to do that, I just I don't understand how you can let something like that slide, because to me, it was just a big. A big why would you do that? It's such a (laughs) pinnacle moment in the movie. And and I don't understand how you could let something like that slide. And I think a majority of it does go on Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm just kind of arguing to your point of like you kind of just let Mark Hamill do whatever he wants to do, because if you're the director in that situation, I would hope that you go. Sorry, Mark. That's not that's not cool. That's not that's not going to happen. You know, that's not maybe Luke would do that, but we don't want that in this movie, you know, and I just wish that we had the people in the chairs that could say that to him. You know, because obviously he knows Luke best or whatever, but you need somebody in the in the position that's willing to speak up in times like that. Like Han Solo, I love you. I know George Lucas looked at that and went, wow. We're going to go with that. You know, that's that was a great ad lib. Mm -hmm. But wiping the dirt off your shoulders uh, (laughs) is not. I mean, you might as well just play the Jay-Z track right there. Because yeah. he blew it. He, you like, he just dabs. <laughs> we're like, oh my god. Yeah, you're like, you see, there you go. Yeah. And, and we're well, just and, fitting in. And here's the thing is that we're, we're talking about something that neither of us actually know. I don't know who decided to put that in. I, I have no idea. I, in my brain, I imagine that it was Mark Hamill more than Ryan Johnson. But either way, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a highlight of the movie for sure. Um, that was super cheeseball, as was the see around kid. Um, and uh, it, it felt a little off in Star Wars, but it didn't, it didn't kill that ending for me. It didn't, it didn't destroy um, what was happening. Um, what did you think about uh, Mark Hamill, or excuse me, Luke Skywalker, like force projecting himself into that situation? did you did you actually like that or um that was a twist that i did not see coming and when it happened i was pleasantly surprised i really was like i was that was a twist that i was like all of a sudden i was like what is going on you know he's like poking his lightsaber through him and stuff and i was like what and i really didn't understand what was happening and then they showed that and i was like wow okay cool you know like that that was a pleasant surprise and uh yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. I just didn't like uh, I mean, we should get back to that. But I want to kind of just like go back to just Kylo Ren and uh, and Luke's fight. I just I had a lot of problems with it because like at one point Luke does like a, a Matrix dodge and all this stuff. And and I, I don't know, I just it was it was all just so cheesy. I just wanted something more epic than that. You know, I wanted something huge. And what I got was just like really weird. But then that happened and and it, it makes you know. sense why he was he was dodging it. It may have seemed a little cheesy, but I did think that that was cool because it was kind of like um I'm trying to think of something where somebody's trying to hit somebody and they just can't even hit them. Um I don't know. Matrix. 
stop trying to hit me and hit me. But I mean, they make contact. Like, what's something where the guy just completely dodges? It doesn't matter. Um, but you know, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, pretty much goes oh, out when there. Neo, when Neo is fighting Morpheus and realizes like his true power and starts like dodging and then like doing like the one arm thing or no, that's actually at the end that's he's fighting agent Smith and it does like the one arm thing. You know what it is. It's from avatar last airbender when that guy's fighting the platypus bear and he's avoiding it and not making eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that with our niece, Jerrica. That's literally what I was thinking of. Oh yeah. gosh. That's a stupid no little way. kid show. I mean, it's amazing, but it's a little kid moment in a little kid show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but so good. I think it, I think it is cool though that you know Luke goes up there and he kind of has that you can't even hit me, bro. Like I'm so strong in the force. Um, and at first I was like, just fight though, just fight him. But then you find out that he's projecting himself into that scenario, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. And if they had if they had been fighting, I don't think that um, Luke would have been able to avoid his blows like that, you know, because oh, no. he's projecting yeah. a mental image of himself into that battlefield, so he can do whatever he wants, you know. He can. Yeah. I think if they were actually fighting, it would have been a different fight, but I thought that it was so cool that, um, and also, um, we should talk about color in a second, but I just want to get this point out there that, um, you know, Luke Skywalker is supposedly the most powerful, uh, force user in the galaxy possibly ever. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's cool that they had highlighted Kylo Ren said something about how this couldn't be you doing this because to project yourself that far would actually kill you. Um, and so Luke has that moment where he literally projects himself into the battle at crate. And then, uh, as soon as he's done, he just dies. And you're like, that is so awesome that he just expended all of his life force, like all of his life's energy just to save those people. And then disappears and dies you know it's like his last move was to do that and it was demonstrating that he is one of the most powerful force users ever because he does something that nobody's probably ever done before you know to put yourself that far across the galaxy i thought i thought that was tight um and the more i thought about it the more i liked it initially i was like whoa but the more i think about it the more i love that idea and you know what it's like we didn't get a cool lightsaber battle at the end but i think the idea behind luke doing that is almost cooler than a lightsaber battle you know what i mean it's pretty sweet yeah it's really sweet yeah i and uh, you know as i think about that uh a little bit more it is yeah that's that's a pretty insane thing mm-hmm. and it's a good send-off for luke skywalker and it was it and was I a good send off. i don't mean to harp on like luke skywalker in this movie or mark hamill himself <laughs> um you know i was just i was just thoroughly disappointed with a lot of stuff yeah well i mean and rightfully so there's a lot to be disappointed about um I think that upon reviewing this, I'm probably going to like Luke Skywalker in this movie more and more because as soon as you adjust to what his character is, it's like, cool, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. What a guy. Um, The other thing, though, about Kylo Ren, and this is an argument I made with uh, our good friend Zach Hartman, who's been on the podcast before, a.k.a. TubeSock, a.k.a. Farty. Um, But (laughs) I, I feel like... In the last movie, Kylo Ren loses at the end. And in the at the end of this one, it's like 
Snoke is just crapping on him the whole time, just freaking dogging on him, manipulating him, saying he's not powerful enough. Um, and then he, and then, you know, Kylo goes there at the end and just gets made fun of by Luke in front of everybody, pretty much just embarrasses himself. Um, man, I'm sick of seeing Kylo Ren not be awesome. Like at the end of the day, dude, I don't want any of the good guys to win. I want Kylo Ren to demonstrate that he is awesome. You know, I want to see Kylo Ren to take up the mantle of Darth Vader and be that most powerful guy in the galaxy. Um, I, I think that there's something to be said for a strong antagonist in a movie like this. And, and, uh, I, I don't think that we got it necessarily. I mean, like, I think that Kylo yeah. Ren is a really good character, but I just don't think that we demonstrated that he is an adversary worth, you know, uh, an adversary worth reckoning, you know, like he's a freaking intimidating dude. Yeah. I just think, I think they paid way too much homage to Luke Skywalker and what they neglected was setting it up for the third installment because out of this movie, you want the bad guys to win just like avatar, the last airbender, just like empire strikes back. You want the bad guys to get a step in things so that in the third installment, you can have the good guys win in a huge way. And I think that's what storytelling does oftentimes. And maybe that's just what we're too used to, but I feel like they just, you know, instead of having Kylo Ren demonstrate his true power, they just kind of had Luke Skywalker have his amazing send off. And there you go. And now in the third one, maybe Kylo Ren will do something crazy in the middle of it, but then the good guys are going to win at the end. So it's like, Darn it, I feel like you kind of missed a chance. You missed mm-hmm. a good opportunity to to utilize that character in an insane way and not just make a mockery of him like you did in the last one. Yeah, you know, he got embarrassed at the end of the last one and he gets embarrassed at the end of this one. I don't I don't want to see Kylo Ren get embarrassed anymore. I want to see he's him too be amazing. cool. He's too yeah, he's too awesome. You yeah. know, he's too awesome of a character to just like dang it, got me again. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, and I I agree with what you say there. Like as much as I love Luke Skywalker, if we're making this a trilogy about new characters, then you got to embrace the new characters. Like as awesome as Luke is, um, something's got to happen where we identify the fact that Ben Solo is rivaling him in power or something because, you know, or more powerful, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's well, and, and, and the same gonna... with the Leia thing at the beginning, you know, it's just like, we're paying way too much attention to, Oh, Leia is so powerful. Whoa, Leia. I get the whole Carrie Fisher thing, but like don't need that. And Luke Skywalker can be the master. He can be the teacher and he can have a cool part at the end, but you don't need it to be like that. You don't need the big payoff to be him and his amazing send off. Well, because it just kind of feels like we're just trying to skate through these movies and get to the next trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what? Well, even if, you know, even if something happened to where Kylo Ren, um, had battled Ray at the end there and just dominated her, you know? And we're yeah. like, Oh, okay, cool. He's more powerful than Ray. And then Luke comes in and sends Kylo Ren packing. And you're like, Oh, but nobody's more powerful than Luke, you know, but then yeah, he dies. Exactly. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. You know, like I get the power, I get the power struggle, but Kylo Ren, it's like, it's like he just got like slapped in the face by everybody. It's like, you suck. You know, it just, 
Yeah. It's like, and, and you could say that, hey, the bad guys still did win because it looks like the First Order is just dominating everybody. I don't really care about the First Order that much. I care about Kylo Ren. I don't care about Snoke. I don't care about the Knights of Ren. I care about Kylo Ren. I want to see him be awesome. And in this movie, he was amazing up until a certain point. And then he kind of just went, you know, teen angst, which is great. I think the teen angst is good, but it's it's like the kid that nothing goes right for. And you're like, man... Something's got to go right for the this guy. Something's was great happen. in the first one. You know, the teenage was great in the first one, but in the second one, it needs to be the maturing of the teenager. You know, it needs to be him growing into a man. And in the third installment, he is a man. You know, like that's, that's, I mean, but obviously this is the way that I see things. This is the way that I want things to look, you know, and everybody can't have their perfect thing. This was Ryan Johnson's vision. It didn't fit my vision whatsoever. Um, but Hey, if people like it, there you have it. You know, if people think that's cool, but, uh, I can just think of several different ways that this could have just been so much bigger and better. And I just don't want to see that out of a star Wars movie. You know, I don't want to see, I don't want that to happen with episode eight, the last Jedi. I almost just wish this wouldn't have happened. I wish so badly that I could go to this again and have it be a different movie because it breaks my heart. <laughs> you know, it does. I know, uh, I know, it, man, because I, it breaks I, my heart, man. I really, I, I left the theater last night going, man, some of that was so awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, yeah, but I, you know, it's like you, it's like you said, there's, there's things that while they're awesome, I think they could have gone differently. Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to accept that this is what happened. And I enjoy, I enjoy watching these things occur, but I think that there could have been a better way to do it for sure. Yeah. And I think it's going to, it's going to take me a lot longer than you, I think, because of your experience in the theater and, and the way that you saw it, maybe the atmosphere was a little better too, because it seemed like the consensus, at least around me, was that people felt the same. Um, and, you know, if you go to a theater and see this movie and the entire theater is just like erupting the entire time and everybody's having a great time, maybe you're just going to love this movie and see it in a different light. But like, because I'm a firm believer in that the way that you first view things has an effect on what you're going to think, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, my theater was also laughing at all the cheesy stuff and was really into all that stuff. And I was not, I, I mean, I don't know, but I think it's going to take me a long time. You know, I, I was saying that I saw episode seven, seven times in theaters and I'm going to see episode eight, eight times. This is the last time I'm going to see this movie in theaters for now. You don't I mean, think you'll I, go again? Not with movie pass? So. Just to, maybe I'll change, you know, maybe I'll change my mind and go to a matinee in like a month after I cool down a little, yeah. you know, because I feel like I'm pretty hot right now. Like I'm pretty like, you know, that was, that was a reason why I almost texted you saying maybe we should wait a day to do the podcast. Cause I, you know, I don't want to come across as the guy that just is just so disappointed and just hates it, you know, cause I yeah. don't want to be like that. Yeah. You know, I really don't. Cause there are it's good just, things uh, about it. There are, there are, you know, there are highlights to the film and I love Luke Skywalker. I love Kylo Ren. I love Ray. Uh, I think the main thing is they just, they might just mean a little bit too much to me. <laughs> you know? yeah you this, care too much all of, yeah all of this is just a little too precious to me um to have a you know i wish i wouldn't have cared about it as much you know that's kind of what happens with justice league too i just i really i really care about the success and future of these franchises and uh i notice a 
a strikeout when I see one, or at least I notice like the first strike, you know, when you kind of see the guy on base and, or, or uh, on the mound and you kind of know he's going down and they're about to win the game, you notice that, you know, and I noticed that last night. I noticed that, wow, like Ryan Johnson kind of struck out on this one, in my opinion. He missed a lot of opportunity that could have been really great. So here's something that I was going to bring that I was going to, I was going to talk to you about. Um, and I think that, you know, all, all I really know Ryan Johnson for is Looper and Looper is amazing. I love that movie. Um, mm-hmm. but conceptually it's great. The idea behind it is amazing. Um, and I think that the, the concept behind this movie and the idea behind this movie were really good. Do you think that maybe he's just better as a big idea guy and that the script he wrote is actually pretty good, but maybe if somebody else would have directed it, it might've been a way better movie. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't think that. that his particular brand of humor, uh, nailed it for me. It seemed it was a lot of cheese ball stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, like the way the JJ Abrams did stuff in episode seven, which is uh, what I'm excited about that JJ Abrams is going to do uh, back in the episode helm. nine. Yeah, I, because I, I think I that I think that whatever happens, wherever this script is going, I think that I think that they can even redeem this movie if things pay off in episode nine like we want them to. Yeah. I think all of the things that happened in this movie are going to make maybe more sense. And the way that things conclude mm-hmm. at the end of this movie, it's like, oh, that's how it had to happen, you know? So I think that I think that given if they kill it with episode nine, I think this movie will look better retroactively. You know what I mean? I can, I 100% agree. I think, uh, because the force awakens was incredible. You know, it was a knock, right it, now, they knocked it out of the park. It was amazing. Right now. This movie has almost ruined parts of force awakens for me, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm going to have a tough time for this probably for a couple of years. Um, and now we just play the waiting game once again mm-hmm. and see what J.J. Abrams' move is and see what they can do to finish this trilogy off the right way. Because if they do, yeah, this movie will maybe seem a little better. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get past the fuzz and the cheese, but... If, they, if there was a cut that came out of this thing that was just the Luke and Ray and Kylo stuff, I'd watch that on repeat. Heck yeah. If you an hour if, episode like like on HBO, you know. If you cut all of the other stuff out, like if you cut all of Finn and Rose's stuff, and then a lot of a lot of the resistance stuff, man, I, I it was entertaining to a certain extent, but I just didn't care. I really didn't care. I didn't care at all. Yeah. No. And I mean, you know, but that's the thing, is that the other Star Wars are just so intensive on like certain characters. And in this one, it's like, I don't know why, but I just wasn't that interested in Poe Dameron even. Just kind of like, whatever. No, he's a cool character. You know, he's a it's cool like, character. I just don't think, a, I don't know. The storyline just didn't do he's it He's a cool me. guy. Just, I feel like since Finn got so much screen time in the first one, maybe they gave Poe all the screen time in this one and kind of had Finn take the back seat. And it had to be the other way around. It had to be the other way around because of how much you set up Finn. And if you have Finn in that driver's seat on the resistance side, guarantee the comedy comes out and is selling. I guarantee the story is a little better um, and you're going to have a better looking movie. And then you have Poe Dameron do something insane in a type or in a, in an X-wing and uh, you know, save the day. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But we had the opposite side of things. Um, where they're messaging Maz Kanata and she's oh, in. Oh, dude, I Gears forgot of, about that. That was so It literally stupid. looked like she was in Gears of War, man. 
Like she's literally just in like a video game, rolling around, shooting, hiding behind bunkers, pressing X, Y, and Z or whatever. Yeah, whatever. That was weird. But uh, it's just X, Y, and Z. I, I wanted to say X, Y, and A and B, but I went, you know, it's like kind of, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it just uh, uh, it's like that scene in Inception when he's talking about what his dad said, and he goes, "I only got one word: disappointed." <laughs> yeah yeah and that's that's how i felt that's one word to describe my experience last night yeah and a lot of it is that the hype was just so big and so oh, going huge, in i was like huge. oh no this isn't as good as i thought it was gonna be um well i mean whatever you know well, like, I, like and, I said i'm uh i already have my stuff in a in a garbage can <laughs> um all my star wars stuff i'm gonna take it downtown with the with the people down there and light a fire and <laughs> you know just say goodbye yeah, you were, you were, you were, it's a hot take from you last night, man. That text, I was like, oh gosh, he really didn't like it. So, and <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I even tweeted last night. I just said, I forget what I said, but I just said, how could you Disney? How could you? I think that's all I said, but I was, man, I was heartbroken. Did you do and that my on text- the Professor Jones thing? No, I just did that on my Twitter. I was going to say, don't you speak for me on <laughs> know, opening night of Star Wars. <laughs> I, was, I, was kind of sub- I was surprised that you posted on social media anything. I was kind of like, well. But um, gosh, anything else we need to bring up here? I think that I think we've covered our bases here. Oh, uh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. There's one. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, There's one big thing. Uh, the last scene of this movie. Every other Star Wars movie, every single one, has a big send-off in the end. Has an amazing, beautiful thing where it's, you know, Luke, Leia, R2, C-3PO, or whatever, or just C-3PO, at the end of, uh, end of Empire. Um, beautiful send-off. A New Hope has a beautiful send-off. Force Awakens has the biggest and best of all time. And this one, you have a kid do a little Frank Sinatra dance move with a broom you see you can use the force and then he gets the cracker jack barrel you know cracker jack out of the, the little ring out of the cracker jack box that has the resistance on it and looks up this kid that you're never going to see in any of the other movies uh who has no importance on the story uh just to say that there's other force users out there that killed me i i was just oh man it's just like why why yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't. I didn't hate it that much. I, I was like, oh, they didn't affect. You know, this is ushering in a new generation of force users, something like that. I mean, I, I didn't love it. I just didn't hate it. It was kind of like whatever. I think it would have been better had they just ended it with uh, Luke dying, looking out over the two, yep. you know, the binary sunset and having the music play. I think that would have been a better ending. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I thought that was it. Was interesting for sure. I was I was kind of surprised at the ending. Um, also one other thing, uh, you know, Kylo Ren is sitting in that room and he makes contact with Ray, uh, from the Millennium Falcon. Do you think that they meant to do that? Or was that kind of nodding at the fact that maybe Snoke wasn't behind that and he was just owning up to it, trying to take claim for that? You know, I don't know. I felt like maybe... There's two ways to look at it. There's that way. And then there's also like maybe Snoke's hold on them kind of had an everlasting effect. And then Ray kind of like, she figured out how to close the door on it. In that scene, she went, okay, we're cutting this tie. Mm. Um, 
I think there's kind of that way to look at it too. Either way is cool. Yeah, either either way, I, I was down. I I just love that connection throughout the movie. I thought that that was Me one too. of the strongest yeah. strongest plot points, uh, for sure. But yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, um, John also, Williams. I didn't hear too yeah, much great music. See that that's where that's what I was about to say. Uh, this movie was really not score driven at all. I mean, obviously the, the music was great. Um, you know, it's Star Wars music, but I didn't notice any new it scores wasn't like Force or any. There was yeah. there wasn't too many moments where I was like blown away by the music. It was kind of just much of much of what we heard before. Rose had a mm-hmm. new theme that I was just kind of like, okay, well, cool, cool. The only time I noticed it was Luke about to walk out on the battlefield, and it goes dun 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 bum bum bum. You know, yeah, that yeah. little thing. Uh, that's when I was like, okay, cool, but. Yeah, I didn't notice a lot of Johnny Dubs, which is sad, man. I, I, yeah, I was. I was I was really looking forward to new music and uh I mean it's not like it was I'm not saying bad, it was really good. It's just I Force Awakens just ushered in such good music. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. Oh man. Exactly. Yeah, so, so overall a little bit of a disappointment on The Last Jedi, for sure. I'm I'm higher on it than you are for sure. You're not high on it at all. But um Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Would you say it's better or worse than School of Rock? <laughs> uh, I think it's worse than School of Rock. I don't know. I don't know. We're only still. And how out can on a that. Star Wars be- movie be worse than School of Rock? Would man? you say Phantom Come Menace on. is better than School of Rock? No. No, and Attack of the Clones isn't. Not I don't right. even think Revenge of the Sith is is good. No. I would put all the original trilogy, obviously. Over I put four, Rock. five, and six, and seven, and seven above yeah. it. I don't Not know. Rogue One. I don't know. This one, this one is probably the weakest of the original trilogy and Episode Seven. I would rather watch this than Rogue One, though. Would you rather watch this than Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Really? Yeah. How long has it been since you've seen Revenge of the Sith? Did you watch it recently? Like two days ago. Yeah, well, there you have it. Well, there you have it. <laughs> well, they, well, that's that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I put this. I put this movie above Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and below Revenge of the Sith. I think that's where and Rogue One it falls for me. And Rogue One, yeah, and Rogue One. Well, wow. uh, yeah. Rogue One, I really didn't like at first, but I've watched it a couple times since and. Yeah, it's cool. It doesn't have the cheesy humor that this one does, so that's nice. I need to I need to see this movie again before I can really make up my mind about it because I've only seen seen it once, and uh, I think the next time I see it, maybe I'll I don't know, maybe I'll understand uh, understand what was going for more. Um, I'm still jury's still out for me on this one. Stuff, yeah, that's good. stuff I loved. It. There's there's some of the best moments in Star Wars and some of the absolute worst. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think as a Star Wars fan, I need to, I need to, uh, to kind of stand up and I need to go see this again, just to just to like make sure, just to give it that chance. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go anytime too soon. Like I don't think I can go in the next few days. Yeah. But maybe sometime next week I'll go check it out. Yeah, movie pass, so you can go see it. Hey, movie pass, go check it out. Screening. Um and go sit, you know, by myself and watch it or something. Uh because I I wouldn't be giving it 
the chance that it deserves as a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so, it is very interesting that this is the conversation we had today, though, because I was it is. I was it's expecting sad. to be having this like, oh my gosh, can you believe that, dude? And it was, know, it's more of just like, geez, this could have been a lot better. Um, yeah, it's strange. And I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know. Like listening, <laughs> I'm nervous to listen back to this because it is it just going to be. Just might as well just title it Negative Nancy, you know? Oh, yeah, this is absolutely uh, me and you just talking about the things we didn't like about this movie. And I think I did I did my best to highlight the things that I did love about this movie. Um, but there there is a lot that I didn't like. And it just... Yeah, you did. Yeah, you just had yeah. to sift through all of that to get to the stuff that I loved, mm-hmm. you know? And I loved, I loved the main storyline. I thought that that was fantastic. I just think it was completely muddled in whatever the heck else was going on so and i've yeah i've, over, I, I've stated I apologize. that a times so i apologize to to our listeners that i am so so on the the far side of this i just <laughs> uh i had a really i had a really tough time I, it, it really it kind of blew me away last night how disappointed i was and uh so it's gonna take the digs a while to get over this. Also, the social media stuff. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> for anything. It won't happen again, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't. Just don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, good stuff. Uh, perfect. Well, let's just call well, her call her good there. Uh, check us out on social media. Uh, check out our check out our website www.professorjones.com. Uh, follow us on Professor Jones. What is it? Professor Podcast on Instagram. Professor Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Professor underscore Jones on Twitter. I'm at bro underscore digs on Twitter. Yeah. So follow me for spoilers. <laughs> I just I feel I feel exhausted and depressed right now, so I can't even fake my enthusiasm doing We're the social both gonna, media. Kind of go into a hole here for a little while. Yeah, uh, it's time for the last Jedi to to end. Uh, but check us out um next week we're gonna be coming at you uh i don't know sometime around christmas day um with the episode that i am particularly looking forward to with the 19 was it 88 1989 classic right around then yeah Yeah. right around then i think it was the year i was born yeah so we're coming at you broadcasting from nakatomi plaza (laughs) we'll be talking live in los angeles at nakatomi plaza we'll be coming Uh, at you with die hard presented by professor jones and the digs well there you go there you go there's a little bit of light on this situation we get to talk about die hard next week man so one of my favorites all is not wrong in the universe right now. <laughs> we know that movie is great. <laughs> I yeah, know yeah. that movie is incredible. So uh, I can't wait. And Dave, may the force be with you always. May the force be with you always. We'll get through this and we'll have, we'll have many more talks. And uh, to everybody out there that's listening, to, to anybody that's listening to this podcast, please uh, message us, send us your thoughts, and uh, just... Let us know what you thought, because we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. So we'll catch you next week with Die Hard. We'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Rebel scum. <laughs> <laughs>